0: of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm your host today. And today we're going to jump into another section of what we call small group talks. And this is in tandem with my good friends, Pastor Adam Robinson from our Mill Plain campus up in Vancouver and Pastor Rocheen Welch from our 217 campus over in Tigard. And we're going to talk today about taking a season of intentional rest in order to be able to uh, work from rest, not work for rest when it comes to small group ministry and really just having a healthy life uh, balance and ministry and et cetera, period. So I think you're going to find this conversation to be really practical, real world, and uh, easy to just put into practice in your own life. So go ahead and we'll jump on in and I will catch you on the other side. All right, here we are live on Facebook for another rendition of small group talks. Uh, this is the fully remote edition. Uh, sometimes we've been you know like at least close to each other in proximity, but today we're from uh, Texas, Portland, and Vancouver. and we're just we got three states represented here today. How exciting. Um, so yes, we are going to talk about a, a season of Sabbath and the importance of rest in maintaining healthy small group ministry. So we talk all the time to small group leaders about how to build certain kinds of cultures. And uh, speaking of culture, our culture that we live in here in America is not one that is given to rest or to any kind of real uh, mental health or sanity, right? Like if we live life according to the world system, we're, we're basically bound for fear, anxiety, depression, worry, yuck. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Thankfully, uh, Jesus calls us to a different way of life, a different uh, principle to live by. And so um, in case this is your first time joining us in small group talks, uh, my name is Rick McClatchy. I am the staff pastor uh, at the Rocky Butte campus of Manahouse. House. I'm in Northeast Portland, not too far from the airport. Uh, Roisin, tell us a little bit
1: about yourself.
2: I am from our 217 Manor House campus. And um, yeah, how about you, Adam?
1: I'm from our Mill Plain campus in Vancouver. Similarly, not too far from the Portland airport, however, in a completely different state and probably a different state of mind usually. (laughs) but That's a different story. (laughs) <laughs> we won't go
0: there. We, nobody, nobody's got time for that today <laughs> so i want to say hello to dustin hull uh also vancouver representing vancouver in the house what's up dustin Ooh. good to have you with us today um feel free to like and share the feed that'd be kind of fun we'd love it if you would do that uh, so other people uh could check it out and actually while we're talking i'm, I'm sharing it with uh the rocky butte uh group on uh, facebook so they can see it as well um and, uh, and, Hey, Adam Robinson's on there too. Weird. That's cool. So, um, so, you know, last night we actually had a meeting with small group leaders and one of the scriptures that we were share- we shared with them is out of Galatians 6, 9. It's uh, you know, don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season, you'll reap if you don't faint or, you know, you don't quit, you don't stop. And, and, uh, I felt like it was a, a word in due season for all of our leaders Um, And then, Adam, you had really brought up a whole bunch of great thoughts on the concept of the Sabbath uh, principle, but not just the day of the week Sabbath, but kind of just the overarching, like, principle of what it means to Sabbath. And um, did anybody want to share that section out of Matthew, or is that my job? Is that my job? Oh, I
2: I can share that scripture if you like, right?
0: I, I have it pulled up. I can if you want, but...
2: Oh, go go for it. If you've got it pulled up, okay, go
0: for it. So, all right, Matthew uh, chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 out of the message paraphrase. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away and you will, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I think that's what we want to talk about today is real rest. Uh, Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. Come on. So using using that uh, as kind of our springboard, uh, Roshin, why don't you kick it off in, in kind of talking about this topic of Uh, Sabbath. And um, we've got another resource that we've been looking at to kind of pull some content from.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that scripture isn't that incredibly convicting. That Matthew eleven scripture. Are you tired, worn out on religion? My goodness, you know what I believe the gift that God has given us is actually modeling in the seven days of creation what our schedule should look like. Those six days He spent creating, and He spent actually, you know, um, showing us of His incredible um, giftings and the way that He can actually call forth life out of just his spoken word and he modeled to us what a working week looks like he said okay you can work for six days if you want but take one day off now he didn't need to take that day off he's god of all creation I mean he's almighty god he doesn't need to rest he doesn't sleep but he chose and he modeled for us actually what it means to take a rest and he said he rested on the seventh day and he enjoyed his creation and I think he models that for us um, as christians as disciples that actually it's okay to take a rest it's okay to take time out to just enjoy his creation and just to be refreshed by him and so we were talking about this book earlier emotional healthy spirituality and there's a number of books in this series as emotional healthy um, man emotional healthy woman emotional healthy church emotional healthy leader and these are such great books really to remind us of the balance of what ministry work our personal life looks like. And uh, we were talking earlier about the importance of just rhythms of life. And in this scripture, Matthew 11 talks about come away with him. So learn from him, learn from Jesus. What does it look like to live healthy rhythms? And part of the healthy rhythms is actually taking a day off and taking seasons where we actually intentionally rest. And so this book, Emotional Healthy Spirituality by Peter Scazzero looks at four, principle, four, four principles in which we can actually enjoy our Sabbath. So Adam, do you want to just take us through those, those four principles?
1: Yeah. Um, well, the four principles, I'll just list them off here and then we'll dive a little deeper into each of them. But the first one being stop, uh, second one being rest, the third being delight, and uh, the fourth being contemplate and um You know, one other piece of kind of obviously creation speaks to the seventh day of Sabbath. But then uh, throughout the history of the Israelites, you know, there's there's the patterns of the feasts and the festivals. And it always was centered around um, different seasons and in um, in a calendar year. And so uh, it's just natural kind of similarities today. We have um, we don't you know, I'm not out harvesting grain, you know, in 2020. It sounds like a lot of work and I'm sure a lot of people enjoy it, but um, I'm, uh, you know, my rhythms of life are a little bit different, but at the same time, the principles of Sabbath still pertain. And so um, I just, to me, Christmas is a season where uh, it's a celebration season and a time to reflect and celebrate and rest in the presence of God. And so, But yeah, stop, rest, delight, and contemplate are the four uh, key words that we're going to look at today. So let's jump
0: in um, with the word stop. I mean, that sounds like so simple. Should we just skip right on by it? Or, I mean, to me, I think it's really, (laughs) it's the linchpin, you know, that all of it hangs on if we don't, I mean, it's the hardest one, right? Like you have to stop and um, I'm a little bit sick right now. And we were talking before we came on the call. You're like, you're all glad that we are separated by so much distance because I'm sick, but uh, but you guys are like, Hey dude, um, take a sick day, you know, like, um, and actually I, I think it's an emotionally healthy spirituality. It might be the emotionally healthy leader. I can't remember, but, um, he, Pete Scazzaro actually says that practicing the Sabbath is, um, getting a little taste of death because you get to see what the world is like. If you're not actively involved in it, like if you, you, you pull out of all your responsibilities there and you get to see like, Oh, Wow. The world just kept on going. That's weird, you know. It's and and it's a lesson in humility, right? Because we get to realize I'm not as big of a deal, (laughs) and not in an unhealthy like oh I'm garbage, but but in a way to be like you know what it's okay if I take a break. It's okay if I rest. If it's okay if I stop, and actually I'm gonna come back better and stronger and thinking clearer and more insight if I'm willing to do this first step of stop. And so for me, I mean we don't even need to talk about the rest of them because I just have to go work on my ability to stop, like to just take a break. We will talk about the rest because I'm sure not everybody is struggling with that point like me. Um, but I mean, what what do you think, Roisin? Have you experienced that same kind of challenge with the ability to just stop?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think dealing with the guilt of not feeling guilty of actually stopping and actually just, pacing yourself as opposed to keeping up the same pace and thinking that your body, your mind, emotions can keep up at the same at the same degree. And I think sickness does that to us. it forces us to stop. It forces us to go, you know what? I don't have the stamina. I don't have the strength as normal. And so everything just takes a little bit longer to do, Um, you know, and, and we can feel fatigued in the process. And uh, so stopping is actually really healthy on a regular basis so that you don't have to be forced to stop. If you have those, like those weekly kind of moments to stop and reflect, it actually gives you the, the stamina for the long haul.
0: So good. And. I think you're so right is recognizing the cultural pressures that we all feel like the performance oriented culture that we live in. And so there is a pressure to not stop. And we have to say, you know what, no, I am going to, I'm going to fear God more than I fear man, right? Like more than I fear man's opinion of me and, and try to try to kill the idol of busyness in my life. Like I, the busier I am, the more important I tend to feel, right? Like, oh, the more that you have demands on your time, the more important you feel. And so to stop and to say no to something and turn something down, well, then they'll go find somebody else and then maybe I won't get the opportunity next time. There's there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of things that can kind of go along. So as simple as stop sounds, it actually is a very complicated step in the process because there is so much... Um, kind of attached to it. What's kind of funny is I, my phone just rang from a Dallas, Texas phone number. That's hilarious. Um, not too far from where you're at, Roisin. Um, Adam, no, let's jump from, let's just pretend for a minute that Rick gets his act together and he figures out how to stop. Um, let's talk about rest and uh, what's resting look like because it sounds boring.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not, uh, yeah, moving on. No, I'm just kidding. My phone's ringing. <laughs> it is not, <laughs> it's
0: not boring. Uh, on to the next thing. Well, so tell <laughs> me, how, what are what are some ways that you have found to be helpful for you to rest? Like, what's resting look like in your world?
1: Um, for me, uh, resting is getting away, kind of from the things that um, are the mundane, the the typical uh, day. So, for me to rest, I usually have to get away from my office, get away from my phone, which that you know. In theory, is the same thing, uh, and then sometimes getting away from my house. So uh, for me, resting can go just walk around my neighborhood for for an hour or two. Uh, if I can get up to the mountains, get up to a hiking trail, and get a little you know a little more nature, a little less you know urban. That that helps. Although downtown settings, I feel at home at as well. But basically, just getting away from from the day to day. Uh, scenery and getting into just a different place where I can then um, not be thinking about the things I think about when I'm in the office the things I'm thinking about when I'm at home but I can then focus on on what God's doing what he's saying to me and actually have some some divine opportunity time with Jesus
0: what about you Roisin what's uh, what's rest look like in your world
2: Pretty similar actually to adam i i prefer to get out and do some activity just because it helps me reset my thoughts um helps to kind of give perspective getting out into nature has to be one of my favorite things to do and i find a lot of refreshment in that time of rest and and um yeah so for me it's actually not like napping or sleeping or what most refreshes me is actually getting out there and, and going for a nice walk
0: yeah Right. And I, and I think that's one of the things that like um, distracts people from some of the real value in the rest world is all they think about is rest, like taking a nap or, and, but actually, I mean, studies would show people that take naps are more productive and smarter and, you know, better problem solvers on and on and on. So even in that, we're not even, we're not even saying taking naps is bad, but it does sound boring. Right. And, it, but is to recognize the limits of our physical bodies, And sometimes rest needs to look like sleep, but it's not the complete package. And so as as we were kind of preparing for this today, we were talking about the difference between rest and complacency. And and I think that uh, we were reading a thing about it's a feeling that one of the definitions is a feeling of quiet pleasure or security. Often, while unaware of some potential danger, defect, or the like, and then um, self-satisfaction with an existing situation or condition, and I was I was struck by the amount of self-centeredness uh, and then the lack of others' awareness or like outside of yourself awareness uh, that is kind of contained in that um, in that definition, and uh, because. Uh, you know, Adam, you were mentioning like, Hey, we're in a battle, man. Like we're in a spiritual warfare. So we can't just be like, Oh, life's good and and chilling. And so I think uh, the whole concept of working for rest or working from rest is a pretty big shift in mindset. Like, am I working so that I can go and then rest? And then I think that tends us towards more of a complacent, lazy, um, just kind of lack of activity. Like rest doesn't necessarily mean no activity. Um, and so I thought that was an interesting little thing just to kind of throw out there. So so first we have stop. We want to stop what we're doing. We want to take a break. We want to pull away from the things that we're entangled in. I mean, for me, uh, rest, uh, I, I need to get by myself a little bit. I do find uh, time with my family to be uh replenishing uh, just being able to like hear the funny stories that my kids will tell me and just like for me i have to put my phone away i have to i have to like try to disconnect from stuff and it is a discipline it, like i have to do like i have to really try because my brain just is thinking about stuff all the time and so it's it's choosing to turn my focus all part of the stop part right <clears throat> and so so we have stop we have rest And then we're talking about delight. So let's dig in a little bit there. Uh, Roisin, what do you got about delight?
2: When I think about delight, I think of enjoyment. You know, and when we delight ourselves in something, we really enjoy it. We really, you know, we feel refreshed, but also we, there is some kind of filling up you know, and, and I, I think of Psalm 37, 4, you know, when when David suggests for us to delight ourselves in the Lord and he will grant us the desires of our hearts. And as we delight, as we spend time in him, as we surrender our week to him, there's an enjoyment factor. There's a there's a satisfaction there that actually if we if we delight ourselves in him and what he's doing in our lives, then we actually enjoy life a little bit more and um spending time in his presence it kind of just refills us it it helps us recenter it helps us remind why we're doing what we're doing i know for me a friday is my sabbath and i i actually am in learning to be a lot more intentional with what i do on a sabbath so that i can actually delight in the lord on that day and so it makes the rest of the my ministry week actually totally worthwhile and i get to reflect on the great things of that week and i'm like wow you know um, and I delight myself in time with the Lord and in his presence. So how about you, Adam? What do you think?
1: Yeah, um, well, when I kind of first started um, practicing the principle of Sabbath, I, I must admit, I, it was not part of my life for quite a number of years, um, and um, I'm so blessed and glad that, um, you know, that was brought to my attention, and I've kind of begun to make that shift, but it, it came down to kind of making a, a list of things that um, that I delight in doing. Um, and so, um, I've Friday would be my day as well. And so I, I'm intentional when, when I am getting away from everything to, I, I mean, I just love worship music. If you see me walking around the office and no one's around, I, I usually hear me before you see me because, um, I don't know. I just, it's just part of me. And so being able to worship is a big part of my life. Um, my wife is a very big part of my, my life, <laughs> obviously. And so, Uh, we spend a lot of our Friday together, Uh, the kids get to go to school, and then we get to have a few hours. And so we get to just uh, spend that time and we spend it in kind of contemplating the goodness of God, you know, there's, you know, and, and the goodness of God does not mean that there's not trials, there's not hard things that we're going through, because we always are. And (laughs) don't get me wrong, we don't live in fairy tale land. But at the same time, uh, you know, we've decided that whatever we're going through, we are going to be grateful and thankful for the blessings of God. And so uh, we delight in just the, the gratitude of what Jesus has done for us as we spend time together. And um, But yeah, just making a list, uh, putting the things that, that fill and refresh and that give the virtue to continually press on. And then whatever doesn't make that list does not become part of the Sabbath. Uh,
0: in theory. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome <laughs> think, that uh, you kind of just then jumped right into the next point. You know, as we talk about delight, um, the, the definition of the word delight is to take great pleasure in. And, um, you know, in Psalms, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. He gives you the desires of your heart. And um, and I just think man, it's a challenging question to ask yourself, when is the last time that you could say that that's the word that properly describes your interaction with God. Like, when's the last time you took great pleasure in your meeting with Him? And and I think that's a really good uh, bar for us to set as far as even how we're approaching our time with God. Is are you coming out of duty or are you pursuing it out of delight? And and to say like, is there any is there any like enjoyment or or pleasure that is coming about in this situation or is it more drudgery like i'm just i'm checking the box and i'm doing the thing you know i'm taking care of business and um to where we can even produce like even just more work for us to do when when he wants us to come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest like i'll give you health for your soul i'll make you lie down in green pastures i will lead you beside still waters like, man, like what God has for you is so good. Um, and, it, and it requires perspective shifters, right? Like we have got to have a healthier, different perspective of our relationship with God, of our relationship to other things um, that will allow us to take these, these first three steps. Stop, um, you know, ask yourself, how do I stop? Rest, what, what refuels me? What replenishes my heart? Um, And those need to be part of your rest plan. Um, Delight, you know, when's the last time that I I took great pleasure in my relationship with God? And then contemplate, uh, man, just to look thoughtfully for a long time at, like when's the last time you sat long enough and quiet enough or walked or hiked or, you know, the contemplation can happen whether you're sitting or walking or running or, you know, riding your bike or on a drive, whatever the things are, that are kind of your restful places, um, you know, that you, you looked long and hard at something about the truth of the word of God. You know, it's uh, 1 Thessalonians 4 uh, talks a lot about, um, or 5, whatever, I should have looked it up, um, talks a lot about the, the second coming of Christ and, um, and how we, we don't we don't grieve. When someone dies in our lives, we don't grieve as those who have no hope because we have the hope of eternity. And, and, and really, that's the only thing, in my opinion, um, having been a part of more memorial services and funerals than you would like to know, um, it's the only thing that really makes life even worth living is the fact that this is not all there is. Right. If, if this life is all there is, like, I quit, you know, I'm done, like, this is dumb. Like, why are we wasting our time? But it's not, it's not the full reality. And sometimes what we need to do is we need to stop And we need to contemplate the promises of God, the provision of God, the purposes of God that have been laid out in our lives to know then those things that I stress and worry about, you know don't be anxious about anything, but with everything with prayer and petition, how do I not be anxious? Well, one of the reasons is we get our perspective adjusted when we stop and we rest and we delight, and then we take time to contemplate the high and lofty things of God, the high and lofty promises that he's made for us, the the provisions that he's made for us. It's like, it's insane what God has done for us. And sometimes we just don't even think about it. It doesn't register on our radar. And so all of the other things just look bigger and bigger and bigger. And we have got to take time to throw weight on the other side of the scale to make those things take their proper place. So, um, Do you guys have any favorite um, contemplation type uh, practices like things just practically speaking, like how do we even do this?
2: So I think for me, um is really, it's that word intentional, isn't it? When you contemplate on something, there's sort of an intentionality to it. There's a stopping and a refocusing. Uh, For me, I actually have scriptures that I read that help me fix my eyes back on Christ. Because I know particularly in the weeks that we can have, we can have busy weeks, hectic weeks, chaotic weeks. And just to have like an intentional kind of thing to meditate on and I meditate on scripture because that in the word it says that actually scripture does it changes our heart it changes our focus it reshifts our mindset and it helps us to realign our lives back to Christ and so I, I do that I have um, daily declarations that I read as well as I have scriptures that I actually meditate on and so yeah how about you Adam?
1: Yeah for this year um, I'm actually planning on well in the christmas season is actually uh really going into the gospels a lot uh, over the next month uh as we come into christmas and um and, um you know as a parent as well uh doing trying to bring uh the focus of of christmas back you know my contemplation is just going to be in looking at the life of jesus how he lived his rhythms um you know, and I've already just in the little bits. You know, you just if you look, it's always about he got away. He he went uh, to the mountain early before anyone. Like it's it's out of those things that the ministry of Jesus was. You know, was fueled. His his um, virtue came out of restful places with the Father, and um, you know he never neglected the compassion. But um, anyways, that's a different story. But um, but yeah, just. Really diving into the Gospels is um, how I'm going to kind of contemplate in this season.
0: It's like that song, you know, turn your eyes on Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. And the things the things of earth that will grow strangely dim in light of his glory and his grace. And, and those things don't happen unless we stop and, and we choose to take time away. We, we stop, we rest, we delight, and then we contemplate. Um, and and guess what it it takes time we can't be always in a hurry and that's the countercultural thing that you're just referring to like Jesus was not intimidated by the demands of the crowd because he knew if he didn't maintain healthy relationship with the father that he was not going to be the you know full of virtue which I don't know weird to say with the son of God you know like so he is a cheer, you know, <laughs> like an unfair advantage, all right. But um, but even still, I mean, if if the God of the universe takes time to get away, um, don't you think we should? Because <laughs> uh, I'm not nearly as qualified for the job as he is. So um, that's just super powerful. And and actually, Philippians four eight, you know, is a continuation of that whole section about not being anxious. And it says to think about these things, you know, whatsoever things are just and pure and holy. And I can never remember all the words because it's so many words, but but the point of it is, is like, and, and the Greek words there talk about taking like accounting measures. Like you are really thinking about it and measuring it and quantifying it. Like what are the things in life that are good and holy and just and pure? And, and those are the things that actually shift you into a place where the God of peace will be with you. And and I think, uh, man, you know, Jesus came to to bring peace on earth. And, and one of those things is we have to, we have to enter into that peace, we have to enter into it by choosing to stop and rest and delight and contemplate. So, man, um, super good Super good time together, guys. I hope uh, hope any of you guys out there you know, listening and just take it to heart. Uh, I, I'd encourage you, we posted a link in the chat about the Advent uh, little devotional calendar thing that we've got going on for the Manor House Church, but we'd love for you to take advantage, whether you're part of Manor House or not. Great way to pull your family in and make Christmas so much more than just, um, yeah, Jesus came and yeah, there's presents and stuff, but really allowing him into your heart afresh making room for him and uh and just see what he might do to bring peace into those situations where all you've had is pressure and stress and anxiety and worry and and then step into this realm of sabbath rest uh because i think it's critical for us um any any parting uh shots you want to take before we go guys
1: yeah, I would just say um, specifically to group leaders, you know, um, it's okay to take a break in the season. I know uh, some of you do, and um, probably maybe some of you uh, feel like maybe you're not allowed to, but please feel like you can take a break in the season from leading your group, and um, and um, yeah, just just use it as a time to rest, refresh, and um, you know, as. As Rick started out, the idea that, you know, Sabbath is a day to realize what the world is like without you. It's a time to uh, sit in a place of humility to allow God to, to be God in the season while, while you're refreshed. And um, honestly, it's the right place to be <laughs> all the time. So, so, yes, definitely take a season and rest. All right, and there you have it there, folks. Uh,
0: conclusion of today's rendition of Small Group Talks, and that is uh, really putting in an intentional season of Sabbath rest into your life to make sure that you stay fresh. Uh, it's so crazy how God was looking out for us when he built life in the the ways and patterns that he did, knowing that we would need rest. So encourage you guys today to uh, take a look at that information and find ways that you can put it into practice in your own life so that you can be uh, the healthiest of small group leader or dream teamer or uh, basically just to be a healthy Christian. Am I right? So with that, I just say thank you for joining us today here at the Growing Faith Podcast. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I'd love it if you think of two or three people that you could share this episode with and encourage them to Uh, digest this information as well. Go on to any of the places that you're accessing your podcasts and like and rate and comment and give reviews on the podcast. We'd love that. It helps us get the word out to more people. With that, you can reach me at growingfaithpodcast at gmail.com and just say big hearty God bless you and have the most amazing day.